Hi there! Welcome once again to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch the Muppet Movie two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. And I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And today we have a guest who was with us uh, for some earlier minutes, and he must have had so much fun that he just wanted to come back for more. Tell the folks who you are. Hooray! Hi, I'm Danny Horn. Uh, and I am very happy to be here. I was here around, uh, I don't know what minute it was, around Never Before, Never Again-ish. Yes. And uh, rather than deciding that you would never again come back, you came back. I, I actually begged for, somebody must have dropped out, eh? I know, for you to ask me again. Uh, but I was begging, actually, to come back because <laughs> I, I love it so much. And for those who don't know, Danny is the founder of ToughPigs.com. So this is, uh, this is a cool episode for us. Yeah. And uh, in this episode, we are looking at minutes 57 and 58 of the Muppet movie, in which Kermit answers a phone call, gets tied up in a barn, and meets the sinister Professor Craftsman. So we start with uh, the insolent waiter, played by Steve Martin, announcing a phone call for Kermit the Frog. Um, he, Steve Martin just has a, a few seconds of screen time here, but once again, he just rings every possible drop of comedy out of this character. Yeah. Well, I, I actually have in my notes, Steve Martin's cameo now has stretched over five of our episodes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and like, what a gift that he's in so much of this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. all of it is good, including like up to and including him saying phone call for Kermit the Frog. He just kind of annoyedly throws the phone down and yeah. exits the frame. Yeah, exactly. Just the fact that he can take a line like, are you Kermit the Frog? Phone. And make it so funny. Yeah. So now Steve Martin is about to exit our lives forever. So very <laughs> Bye, well. Steve Martin. It's been nice knowing you. And this is a really interesting moment, is that phone call, because this is kind of the jump off from, uh, I hope this something better comes along, which is this incredibly rousing, like, really funny song it's probably the funniest song in the show or in the movie um and so they're you're going from this like super high of this awesome Kermit Ralph song uh and then it's gonna like the tone of the movie is about to completely change um and become essentially an adventure story for the next little while yeah and so Steve Martin kind of closes that out and then Ralph has kind of his jump off line um where he says uh what is it now it's not often you see a guy that green have the blues that bad. And that's kind of a wistful line. And then he kind of goes, hmm. Well, and that's, and that's like your, your transition moment into like, it's now we have left that tone behind. Yeah, and, I was actually thinking about yeah. that for the first time this time that, that it, the camera does kind of linger on Ralph. And it's kind of like, it, it is kind of letting you take a moment to, to move into this next sequence. Yeah. Yeah, huh. Well, and of course, the uh, the other thing about that line is that on the so on the soundtrack album, mm. Rolf says that at the end of the song, like right at the end of the song. Yeah. And so I, I have a tendency to forget that it's in the movie at all. Uh. <laughs> like when we watched <laughs> the last minute where they did the song, yeah. I was thinking, oh yeah, they, oh yeah, he doesn't say that. And then here it was like, oh, but he does. <laughs> His inflection is a little different on the soundtrack too, isn't it? It's a little more bemused. I don't think he says, huh, beforehand on the soundtrack. Right. 
It's yeah. more like, it's not often you see a guy that green have the blues that bad. And here it's more like, yep. a guy that green have the blues that bad. Well, and, and it's over a piano riff on the soundtrack, oh, yeah. too. Which I think changes the tone. Uh, Kermit answers the phone, and it's Miss Piggy, and she's in distress. And Doc Hopper tells him to step outside and meet his guys, or his girlfriend will be ham hocks by breakfast, which is like, Doc Hopper has previously mostly been a funny character but he's starting to get more threatening now mm -hmm. well what i what the reason that i think that that's so threatening is i mean first of all he's like laughing right in piggy's face right mm -hmm. as she says oh Kermy, don't 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 doc hopper's just like <laughs> right in her face and also he'll do it <laughs> he owns a restaurant that like, it's an actual threat. Food out of sentient animals. Yeah. That's what he does. This is this is not a hollow threat. He might be planning to add ham hocks to the menu at Doc Hoppers. Right. And also he puts he's got his hand. It's a very like physical scene all of a sudden, like getting super physical with Muppets. He's got his hand over her mouth, lets her speak for a second, and then like grabs her and sticks his hand over her mouth again. So it's the first time that he's actually like had his hands on the Muppets. Hmm. Right, yeah. Hmm. If that makes sense. It's, it like crosses, all of a sudden it crosses this line that you don't even realize necessarily is a, a line that's going to get crossed. But, you know, before this, he was basically like at least one car length behind. Huh. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and when, up, up to this point when he has interacted directly with them, he's trying to be charming, right? He's trying to convince Kermit through offers, through words right. to join him. And now, and now right. it's done. It's right. And then, right. I mean, of course, he also shot Gonzo with a gun already, but again, that wasn't to their face. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. He's been he's <laughs> been a smiling uh, sort of broad villain, and now he's he's done smiling. So, do we know how he actually got Miss Piggy? I guess it was just okay. They they said phone call from Miss Piggy, and then she went off to get the phone. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that was a decoy. Like, she thought it was her agent, but it was really, like, Max calling from a payphone or something, and then yeah, they grabbed her. Yeah, they grabbed her. And then, and then Kermit sits there. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of left up to our imagination. Uh, and so one thing that's, that's interesting about that is that she is not fighting him. Hmm. Yeah, not yet. You know, yeah, and so when we know why, it's because, it, you know, it sets up, like, three episodes from now. Um, right. You know, a big. Uh, I I won't spoil. You know what? I'm not going to spoil <laughs> five minutes from now. Um, you know, but we know that it's setting that up. But it's it's interesting that here, um, she is a more conventional, uh, you know, heroine slash victim. Right. She's more of a right. damsel in distress for the moment. Yeah. You grab you grab the girl first. And that's, you know, and that's really then what, what kicks it into adventure stories. Like, all of a sudden, we're in a different movie, and it's an adventure story. Right. Um, and there's another thing. I'm just going to keep on talking. That's uh, <laughs> okay. Please, by all means. <laughs> this is it. This is, and, and this is why I demanded to have more episodes. I just have more things to say. Um, one thing that I noticed just, like, watching these minutes for, for this podcast uh, is the music. I don't Did you guys... Have, did you notice how intense the music gets as soon as Piggy like comes on the phone? Yeah. Uh, there's like oh. these trilling violins. It's very like, ominous. Yeah, and there's uh and there's this snare drum 
which is super intense. Like now, right, have- right. That's that, that's the thing that I wrote down is yeah. I love the war movie esque ratatatat score as Kermit opens the door. I right? think the snare drum made an appearance earlier when Kermit met Doc Hopper for the first time. So it, uh, I, I always think of this as kind of like a it's it's coming back, and this time it's more serious. Yeah, it sounds like, like Doc. It like it does. It, it punctuates like at various times throughout the conversation. Like basically whenever Kermit isn't talking, it's like there's gunfire happening. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, it's super intense. Yeah. Well, so. speaking of gunfire, Kermit uh, comes out of the inn and suddenly there's six guns in his face, mm-hmm. which we, we talked earlier <laughs> about how it's it's really not that common to see guns in a Muppet thing, but yeah, well, here's six of them. It's yeah. startling. <laughs> Like, I never thought yeah. about how many it is. Like, I, too, I stopped and counted them. Six guns is so many guns. Kermit's <laughs> yeah. tiny little head. Seems like overkill. It does. He's just a little baby. And, and of course, Kermit's <laughs> meek little line is, are you the guys I'm supposed to meet? Yeah, that's good. That's that's solid Kermit stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know what? There's actually, there's one, I'm going to go back just a second, is um, Max during the Doc Hopper call. He's like standing in the back and kind of staring at Doc holding Piggy. And I believe that this might be at least kind of leading up to his straw that broke the camel's back moment. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm looking at it right now. He He's watching Hopper on the phone and then he kind of like turns his head away. Yeah. Like he's, he's really not sure about what's happening right now. And he's, and he's really acting. Like Austin Pendleton is, is specifically doing a thing. Yeah, especially for being in the background. Yeah, he's not just standing in the background and observing. Like he's actually he's having a response to this. Huh? huh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's maybe cool. maybe Max is the secret protagonist of this movie. I think he is. I mean, he does kind of save the day. Yeah. Yeah, and he really it's he has a, a complete story arc. Yeah. yeah, he's like Mr. Banks and Mary Poppins. Exactly. <laughs> they should they should make a movie about Jim Henson convincing Jerry Jewell to write this script called Saving Max. Saving Max, perfect. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, we cut to uh, the barn where Kermit and Piggy are now tied to a post. Uh, Piggy says she's not worried because she knows Kermit is planning something bold and clever. Kermit says, I got us this far, didn't I? And I've, I've decided that I just really like it when Muppets do really dry humor. Mm-hmm. And Kermit is especially good at it. Yeah. Well, and I love Piggy's faith in him. Like, she is, once again, she's so sure that he's going to assume the awesome responsibility of command, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's, what, that's what this is. She knows that Kermit is a born leader. So that's yeah. why she's not a bit worried. Although, again, she just met him that day. <laughs> right. But he, he got us this far, didn't he? Yeah. He makes a good first impression. Yeah. And she's, I guess she's really bought in, and he is too, really, uh, bought into the way that this adventure story works. That she's the damsel in distress. She's waiting there, super glamorous looking. Um, and Kermit is the one who's going to save the day. And that's really kind of the, the, the funny part about this moment is putting Kermit into a role where he's really just not competent at all. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. so, Piggy is just expecting them to play out their roles the, men, the, the way that they're meant to, and, and yes. Kermit isn't quite prepared. And kind of physically, like, there's a lot sort of in, in this and then, like, in, a, in the, late, the next minute or so, um, where, like, he really squeezes his body a lot. Like, they do a lot with, like, 
that this is a, an empty puppet that has Jim Henson's hand in it. Mm. Um, he's like wriggling around, and then there's a point where he like scrunches all the way down, um, where you know this is supposed to be his big moment, and physically, like he can't even like keep himself inflated. He's so in this particular moment. Right. Well, and I love how during that, when he's wiggling to try to loosen the ropes, right? He's looking down at the ropes, like making eye contact is going to hell. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it's so adorable. Yeah. It's like, he just looks like the cutest little buddy. <laughs> he couldn't be farther from an action star, right? <laughs> right. Well, he's trying. He just doesn't yeah. really know what to do. It's like, how can I convince you to go along with me on this? Mm-hmm. He says to the rope. He's trying to, he's trying to make friends. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is the same movie where they were able to uh, hand a character a screenplay and uh, and yeah. do some exposition. So maybe he's just expecting something like that to happen again. It's going to happen. You don't yeah. really know what's going to turn into a Muppet, I guess. Right. Um, and then Doc Hopper uh, has uh, Max get the professor. And with a shot of a pair of boots clicking their heels, we are introduced to our next cameo guest star, Mel Brooks as Professor Craftsman. Who whose introduction to this movie is so great. Right? Yeah. That yep. close-up of his heels clicking together, and then we pan up and see that it's Mel Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really intense. Well, and for, for listeners who might not know, who is Mel Brooks, right? Who is Mel Brooks? Oh man, are we that old? Oh my goodness. <laughs> sure. Um it never it never occurred to me that people would need to be introduced to who Mel Brooks is, but you're right. Well, we've been doing that with all the cameos. Yeah, we've been doing that with all the guest stars. Um, and, like, I think people might know him now as just kind of a like the elder statesman of comedy who mm-hmm. shows up and sometimes does funny things, even though he's very, very old. <laughs> um, but in 1979, he was a, an active film director and, like, one of the top comedy directors in Hollywood. He had made yeah, he was three, one of the leading comedy guys. Yes. Right. He, yeah. had, he had made three perfect films in the past decade or so. The producer's... Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein. And now, so this is 1979. His most recent movie was High Anxiety, which he starred in. And I was actually saying this to Danny before we started recording. He's so much funnier in the Muppet movie yeah. than he was in his own movies when he played the lead. Huh. <laughs> and I'm not yeah, sure that's why that's an interesting that point. Because he, he doesn't yeah. really play the lead very often in his movies. What, High Anxiety and Silent Movie? Are there any others? Silent Movie, High Anxiety, Life Stinks. Oh, yeah, I've never seen like Life Stinks. And arguably, um, uh, History of the World Part One. Oh yeah, in one of the segments. Right. So yeah, I, I I guess maybe he's better as a as a supporting guy who can just come in and be wacky for a few minutes. But um, yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. This this is not a character who can survive more than a couple of minutes uh, in contact right. with the right. movie. Um, right. Definitely you want to see a movie about this guy, <laughs> right? Because he's insane. In every possible way. If the Muppet franchise was like Star Wars, they would be doing, you know, all these spin-off projects. <laughs> like uh, we mentioned the Bernie and Arnie movie, so there would be a, like a Professor Craftsman origin story. Oh, like, like, here's, like it would if they made the Professor Craftsman origin story right now, it would start Kevin Pollock. And I don't want any part of it. <laughs> well, Fortunately, they'll they'll never make that movie. So but really, if this if this was like the Muppet movie expanded universe, like his daughter would be this like green skinned freedom fighter who's like super important <laughs> in a whole series that you never heard of. Right. Yeah. 
I'd watch it. I'd watch that. As long as he wasn't played by Kevin Pollock. All right. Yeah. No, that'd be right. Um, But yeah, and obviously we can talk more about Mel Brooks next time. Sure. Spoiler. Uh, I I will say, though, that I think High Anxiety is underrated. I like that movie more than most people do. (laughs) Okay. There's that. Um, So here's a question. What is Professor Craftsman a professor of? That's a really good Um, He's a must be some sort of brain scientist, right? Yeah, well, uh, Hopper introduces him as the leading authority on mind control in frogs. But how do you get to that point? What do you study? <laughs> uh, what does he have on the back of his of his lab coat? It says Prof K M D. Oh, so he is a doctor. Yeah. Okay, so maybe he was a like maybe started as a, a vet and then studied psychology or something. I'm kind of wondering how how Doc knows this guy. Yeah, that, I, I had that. I was going to ask you guys that too. How do you think he found Craftsman? Like, did he look in the yellow pages for frog mind control? Or that's a good question. I yeah. hope so. I, mean, I guess he has. So he has frog legs. He runs frog legs restaurant chain. He uses Professor Craftsman's services to put the frogs into an obedient state before he slaughters them. Oh my oh, so no. they're not hopping oh, around. My goodness, that okay, that totally now. Yes, that makes sense. This whole scenario just got that much worse. <laughs> yes, the entire movie. So that's should we talk about like the intensity of the Nazi scientist walking in? Yeah. Oh. So I mean, it, it's it's pretty clear that this character is supposed to essentially be a Nazi, right? Yeah. Right. Well, uh, and. The most startling thing about that for me, I'll save until next week because it's a line he has next week. But cool, stay tuned, everyone. Yeah. So, what is making me think about the Nazi scientist then is this idea, the mind control, and and getting all the frogs uh, to go to be slaughtered is basically that that is kind of the the concentration camp for frogs. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. That that really just ups the uh, that up the intensity of this whole moment for me. Yeah, that's really dark. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is, so it's incredible. I just want to like kind of keep going a little bit just on on his entrance and like the uh, you know when Steve Martin walks in, like he just kind of walks into the uh, walks into frame. He doesn't get like a big intro shot, and having like seeing Doctor Craftsman's boots and then it pans up is really announcing. Like here's a, a new character who comes in um, and he goes nuts like every line that he says he's delivering in a slightly different way um and really kind of taking over the movie so uh this is the moment where he says like um where's the victim i mean patient um well and what's so great about that is that little oopsie giggle that he gives after he after he says victim and then like leaning all the way over piggy to examine Kermit and sort of ignoring her and then really quickly saying, you like garlic, don't you? Oh, that's such a good joke. And I never noticed it before. <laughs> I mean, that must have been an ad lib on, on his part. That does seem I think, ad-lib, yeah. I think a lot of this stuff was. Yeah, so because I, I looked at that June 1978 draft of the screenplay and Professor Craftsman's part is like half of what's here in the movie, oh, maybe really? even less. It's like... He comes in and he he turns on the machine and that's it. So when Mel Brooks got on board, I guess they 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 seize the opportunity to really expand this character and make it a lot yeah. funnier. Was he German in the in the script? Um, I don't know if it specifies. 
I guess Craftsman kind of sounds like a German scientist. But he's super German. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, there, there may have been some some German references. I, yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me. Um, yeah, but it's just, so so here's a character coming in. It's, again, it's really announcing that this is suddenly a different kind of story. So yeah. kind of so like Ralph in his kind of jump off line indicates like okay now it's time for this adventure story and then that's what we're in for what like a minute maybe from like Piggy's phone call uh, to you know to Craftsman's entrance and then with Craftsman's entrance all of a sudden I think this is now another kind of movie which I'm not even exactly sure what it is <laughs> yeah well it's it's still intense now but it's also very wacky. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a ridiculous intense. It's a yeah. parody of intense, right? right? It's an intense that the hopefully the, the children in the audience can handle. It didn't do anything bad to me, except make me uh hate Germany, I guess. <laughs> no, it did not make me. <laughs> and how's that going for you? Like, it's, yeah, it's been great. It's been it's been a good life since <laughs> okay, Yeah, I, I don't remember this scene scaring me necessarily when I was a kid. Yeah, and I guess that's that's probably a good reason like in this moment where they're they're pointing guns at Kermit um somebody's going to kill somebody uh the fact that the Crossman comes in and is so wacky and is so funny probably actually takes some of the sting out of it right it, it makes it go down a little easier yeah although actually in the next in the next minute then it just gets even uh worse and scarier so yeah right and I mean, yeah, so here we have Professor Craftsman. We don't know what he's going to do yet, but it's obviously not going to be good for Kermit. Yes. So uh, anything else before we uh, close out and uh, leave Kermit and Piggy tied to that post until next week? No, that's it for me. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. So uh, listeners, be sure to come back next week to find out what happens next. <laughs> and in the meantime, check out toughpigs.com on the internet for lots of Muppet fun. And we are also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. You can find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. And you can find Anthony at Zeppo Marxist. And Danny, where can everyone find you on the internet? Uh, I have a blog about uh, a 1960s vampire television show called Dark Shadows. And uh, you can find that at darkshadowseveryday.com. Excellent. And everyone should. Yes. And uh, also, if you can give us a positive review on iTunes, we will be your best friend. And uh, don't forget to come back next time and join us for another episode of Moving Right Along. Bye! Bye, everyone. Goodbye! <laughs>